Hey guys, Todd Sachs of Sachs Realty, and welcome to this episode of Turn It Upside Down. This is where we discuss inspiration, motivation, and uh, and talk about you. Talk about things that you're doing that you can do better. Um, and today, I'm really honored to have Aaron Keith on with us, and all the way from the West Coast. So you're right. from the East Coast to the West Coast. Aaron and I met about a year ago mm-hmm. um, when I was in California. And uh, we've kind of kept in touch. Um, and uh, welcome, Aaron. Thank you so Thanks much for, for being me. on with us. Um, Aaron is a business coach. And uh, he coaches the top 1% of top producers, real estate producers in the country. He also coaches uh, many of the stars on what we've seen on TV as the million-dollar listing on both the New York and the, the West Coast uh, show. So um, he's worked with billion-dollar companies and um, really has coached over 10,000 people over the last 20 years. So, Aaron, just fill in the gaps and just kind of tell us a little more about you. Listen, first of all, thanks for having me. Um, I absolutely love working with entrepreneurs. I'm very excited to, to get into the content today. I've been coaching companies for about 20 years now. I have a huge following in real estate. Um, but I coach everything from mindset to some structures and processes, finances, touch all aspects of building a company. So, That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. And I knew Melissa had a question to ask you. I do. Far so, away. such a fan of Ryan Sarhan, which I'm sure you hear often and frequently. <laughs> I do. <laughs> So tell me, how did you guys meet? Was it just the show or did you know each other beforehand? Yeah, so everything was completely random. Um, my first client on the show is Louise D'Ortiz. Um, I'm actually on, I think, episode five or season five of Million Dollar Listing New York. So that's, that's public, so I can say that. Um, so I was working with Louise and Louise mentioned to Ryan that he had a business coach. And then just very serendipity, I was uh, very serendipitous. I was coaching a uh, financial advisor in New York City. And the financial advisor was doing some work with Ryan Searhan. And they were friends. They were, you know, they, they knew each other quite well. And uh, one day, the financial advisor mentioned to Ryan Searhan that, hey, my business coach is Louise's business coach. And he's like, wait, I've been trying to get a hold of this guy forever. Put me in contact with him. And that's just how it went. That's fantastic. So much fun. What's it like to be a coach for the whole show for the million dollar listing? I've coached people all throughout their different careers. So uh, me and me and Ryan don't coach together anymore. We're, we're just, we're buds, we're friends. We chat once in a while. Um, uh, it's interesting to coach the different guys on the show and the girls on the show. Like Tracy Tudor and I are, are, are clients right now and uh, Frederick Eklund. They are very dynamic people. It's, it's a lot on their plate, right? It's, it's not, not a normal team anymore. They've gone from having a, a very small business to a very large company. So when you're dealing with something that big, it's really like running a large organization. So things that would apply to a normal agent wouldn't necessarily apply to them. So it's very, very different. A lot of HR issues, right? There's a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Branding is very different. Um, the growth strategies and the revenue streams are very different. So it's, it's a lot to manage. Yeah. And you know, um, what a perfect time to have this podcast. I mean, we're really what, um, what you're about to see is Aaron really touch on the five non-negotiables that top performers really double down on in, uh, 
challenging times. And mm-hmm. obviously, uh, that's where we are right now. Right. Um, you know, we're all broadcasting from our home offices and, uh, you know, with the COVID-19, uh, you know, pandemic and, you know, a lot of people are stressed out. So I thought it was great having Aaron because he's used to, you know, as he just explained with the celebrities, I mean, as their businesses are expanding and the demands are really um, mounting up, um, you know, he has to keep the calm and the cool to everything. Um, So, you know, what we really want to do is we want to kind of, you know, dive right in. But Aaron, before we do that, can you just give us a couple, um, a couple nuggets on how you're advising your clients right now to stay motivated right now. Yeah. So whether it's, you know, someone on million dollar listing, a huge company all the way down to a small startup or someone who just got into real estate last month, the advice is the same. This is something where we have to look at the opportunity in it. If we're not looking at the opportunity, then we're being a victim and we're, we're being at the effect of something. And when we're at the effect of something, we're usually disempowered. That's not, that's not the most powerful place for us to stand as an entrepreneur, right? So one thing we can do is we first just have to get past the shell shock and the, oh my gosh, like, are we really here right now? Because it is, it's, you know, none of us have ever experienced these times. This is, this is new for all of us. And there's a little bit of shock. So give yourself some space to, to have that, that moment, but then get into action. We must move into action. I don't care if that's organizing your database. I don't care if that's building a marketing plan. We must get into some action. That's going to change your mindset. So some very specific details that we've been talking about with everybody. It's been a couple things. I would say now's an opportunity to dive into your business and build a business plan. For most of the people listening to this, even my celebrity clients, most of them never had a business plan. That's something where in partnership with me, we've developed and created and implemented a really functional business plan. Not a business plan that you would go do if you're gonna get a bank loan. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about a functional business plan, simple, effective systems and structures that manage your company. So now's a wonderful time while you're stuck inside to do that, it's not fun for most of us. Most of us don't look forward to building a, a business plan. So that's, I think, action item number one. Action item number two, marketing. There's so much marketing that as a real estate agent, you're not doing. Videos is one. Most of us are intimidated by videos, maybe a little scared of videos, which is very understandable. And now is a wonderful time to push through that, get your iPhone out, get a stand, get a light, microphone, and start practicing your videos and knocking out videos. It's a wonderful opportunity to move into that space. Um, Systems and structures. Most of us don't love to sit down and start typing up job descriptions, marketing plans. Well, now is the time. You need them more than ever because eventually this tide will turn. We don't know how long we're going to be in low tide, but we're in low tide. And after low tide comes high tide, tide. right? And, And after high tide comes low tide. It's the cycle of the world. Some last longer than others, of course, and we all have our fingers crossed. This is a shorter one than, than we think. But regardless, eventually the doors will open, the gates will let us out, and we have to go out in that marketplace. So you're either going to be standing flat-footed when the doors open, or you're going to be sprinting. That yeah. is 100% up to you. And I can tell you from having coached over 10,000 companies in the last 20 years, I'd say most of the entrepreneurs that I come across do not have a marketing plan they could hand me. They have one in their head, 
They have a concept, but it's not an actual plan that tells them what to do, the frequency of when they need to be doing it. So this is a brilliant time to start to sit down and lay that out. Yeah, so what do you, what do you tell people, um, you know, their kids are home, um, their spouses are home. Yeah. Uh, any, any advice on working from home, people that aren't used to doing Absolutely. that? Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm lucky in that I've worked from home for eons, so this is just another, another week for me. It's routine-based. So if you guys were to look at my calendar, you would see that it says, wake up at 4.30 in the morning, meditate, get ready, start work. So it's all in my calendar. Meditation's in my calendar. Getting ready, right? Shower, feed the cat, make the coffee, that's, make breakfast. That's, that's all a time block. When I start my day, that's in my calendar. It literally says in dark blue, start day. At the end of the day, in dark blue, it says end day. So it's like a picture frame that's framed in my work week, my work day. You must be operating off a schedule. I don't care if you're working from a coffee shop, the beach, your home, or a normal office. A routine is a routine is a routine. Nothing changes. I don't care what your environment is. And I get it. Some of your environments might be a little bit more challenging when you have the two-year-old running in and dogs barking in the background at the mail guy. I get that there's some newer distractions, but that is not an excuse to not have a calendar routine. Not an excuse at all. Especially in real estate. Again, I, I coach a tremendous amount of realtors. A lot of them work from home. They actually find yeah. it more effective to work from home. But you have to have those boundaries with your spouse, your kids, you know, daddy's going in, in his office. He has to go to work. He'll see you at lunch. Like you have to start to create that routine. You put the sign on the door. Do not disturb. Whatever you got to create so that you can be effective. But it all comes down to the calendar. Yeah. So um, I know that uh, we were just on the phone with someone, one of the programs that we use, the tech uh, support line. And Melissa was on the other day and somebody was playing a trumpet in the background. I mean, clearly they were, they were at home and they're, oh, yeah. they're you know, yeah. assuming it was their kid was playing the trumpet. So I think that, you know, we're really prepared for that more uh, with social media. I mean, a lot of these live streams, uh, recorded uh, podcasts and things of that nature, a lot of the, the reality aspect of it, I think people actually enjoy that it's not you know, so scripted or so made up and, you know, it's cool to see the cat jump up on the desk and walk across <laughs> the keyboard and, you know, across the camera uh, while they're trying to, you know, have a meeting or something like that. I know my daughter right. was on a Zoom call at work and her cat was meowing like really, really loud. <laughs> she was trying to like throw her in the other room, you know, but I think that people, that, that's kind of uh, more acceptable now than it would have been. Yeah, my circumstances. Ago. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Let's talk a little bit about, so um, we, we know, you know, number one, you have your morning routine and, mm -hmm. you know, that set schedule, you know, that you're talking about really time blocking and things like that. Um, let's talk about what people are making. I know when, you know, we discussed, um, you know, getting together uh, for this podcast, uh, one of the things that you would talk about is market more, you know, in the challenging times as being a non-negotiable that you mm -hmm. know, top producers do. Can you talk a little bit about when we're, when people are a little more uncertain and they first thing they want to do is chop the, the marketing budget. They do. Um, 
tell us, you know, what your recommendations are there. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting conversation, right? Because we don't know how long this is going to last. So there is a reality of, you know, conserving money and not being foolish with our spending. So that, that is a real thing. So I'm not suggesting by any stretch that we should spend more money. For some people, depending on your situation and your reserves, you can do it. But I believe, in, especially in the real estate space, I don't believe we should be spending a lot of money in marketing. Even some of my massive teams, and I coach some of the top teams in New York City, they don't spend a ton of money on marketing. They can by choice, but when you look at their results, it doesn't have to be spent. So I think right now, doubling or tripling your marketing is a wise idea. And I would say going into your database, go into that department of your, of your marketing because it's, it's an inexpensive uh, spend. It's easy on your time, right? I mean, right now you gotta be talking to your clients, reaching out, how's your family? How's your friends? How's your business? Just being connected. So we can do videos to them. We can do mass emails to them in, in terms of a newsletter. We could do what I call a single subject email. A single subject email is a single topic, single focused email, very short, simple email. Kind of like a market report. Um, we could be calling them, texting them. We can send uh, social media messages. You want to really increase communication. The other thing that you want to be doing right now is value. This is an opportunity to put out value, not sell people. No one's, not a lot of people are looking at buying a house in this moment. So let's not be insensitive and be salesy. This is a time to stand up as a leader, to be a leader in your industry, be a leader with your customer base, with your community. That's the opportunity in this. You want to have your goal in the next 90 days, 120 days that you have emerged or you're emerging as a leader in your community in the domain of real estate. That would be your goal. And now you can look at the how. How is the communication style? And then the content will start to follow. So uh, some of my clients have asking, well, what kind of content should I be putting out? I'm, I'm a little at a loss. Well, some people have had some hard times, right? The stock market dropped and people's businesses and jobs. So one communication could be do you refinance. This is a wonderful time to refinance. I just did one a couple weeks ago. I'm about to do a couple more this week. So refinancing is a really great option for people. A cash out refi is another great opportunity for people. Some people may not even know that's an option for them. So start to educate them on that. Put some reserve back in their bank account. Absolutely. Give them some breathing room, you know, and then for some of these business owners, um, they may need to skip a mortgage payment or two. There are some programs out there that I'm hearing about. I don't know the, the links. I'm gathering information from my clients right now, but I know I'm hearing from some of the mortgage people that I coach that there are mortgage companies that are willing people to, you know, skip a month or defer a month or defer a couple months. Great. That's, that's awesome information. Let's send it out to our clients. So it's information like this that you should be spewing out to your clients regularly. Yeah, That's understanding where they are and knowing what programs yeah, are out there. Yeah, absolutely. Meeting them where they are. That that's really our job right now. You know, being yeah. being someone in the community. Yeah, I think it's important what you said too. Really, um, uh, you know, not to be salesy right now. I mean, now now is not. I mean, you know, we see you know people want to be positive, and they want to give a good you know hope, uh, instill hope in their client or their you know fellow. Um, 
you know, friends and family members. And, and But you, you really, this isn't the time to try and sell them or push them or we can buy it anyway. I mean, I you know, really, I, I think what you said, meeting them where they are, understanding what they're going through, um, who they are, you know, the ones that have it and don't have it, mm-hmm. the ones that don't, you know, really giving those resources. That's That's awesome. So you're saying don't really spend money in advertising right now. So you wouldn't spend the money in the Facebook promotions and the things like that. You would market. So, you know, back to basics, kind of pick up the phone, reach out. Yep. The handwritten handwritten notes. notes. Yep. So I'm big on communication. So here's the way I, I, I like to look at this. I know there's certain like real estate coaches that have very specific niches or marketing plans that are very niched and specific and, and each coach kind of has their own way of doing things. I build companies for a living. So I don't know why you would focus on one or the other. Why don't we do all of it? Like do the whole thing, right? Like do everything. So when I look at communication, I want you to use every style of communication because you have people in your database that are in their twenties, sixties, maybe even eighties. So you don't know what style of communication is right for which person. Like I am a visual person, so I like video. Other people are readers. They want to read and absorb the content. I'm not a reader. I'm not going to read your email. I'd love to watch your video though. So you have to be using phone calls. We can't do in person right now, but that's normally on the, on the chopping block, right? So in person, phone calls, videos, handwritten notes, and emails. You want to use every style of communication, text message, instant message. Use every style of communication you can because something is going to land for someone. So don't be too, too picky about your communication though because it's what I like. Yeah. I hear a lot right. of real estate agents. Listen, well, I don't read newsletters. Like, well, that's great. You don't. Yeah. But statistically, lots of people do. Yeah, I had an agent. Yeah, at an agent one time tell me that uh, I'm sorry, I don't do text messaging. If they don't pick up the phone or they, you know, when I call, they won't answer, then I'm not for them. And I'm going, you know, some people, they aren't comfortable talking on the phone. I mean, if you're calling a millennial and you don't even know them, they think you're weird to just yeah. call them. They're like, why is this creep calling me? I mean, they, you know, because they're yeah. in the thing first until they get to that comfort zone. So, right. You know, good points. I mean, definitely, um, you know, know where your your sphere, your client, your prospect, you know, know where they are and meet them where they are. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah, definitely. Um, winning mindset. You talk about winning mindset, you know, is the, you know, that's a non-negotiable. It is. All the top performers. I mean, even though everybody goes through a slump and especially salespeople in general, sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, we have really high highs and really low lows, but you know, the, the, the consistent top performers, they have a certain mindset. Talk about that. They do. Yeah. And it's now more than ever. This is a really big conversation. So we can kind of take this any direction, kind of want to take it. So where to say this from, Top performers have a very consistent mindset and you can distill it all down to something like, it's going to work out for me. I'm winning. I'm hitting my goal over my dead body, right? So I've, I've, I've actually talked about this in some of my seminars. 
when clients ask me or people ask me, Aaron, how do you know if you're going to hit your goal? Like, how do you know if your business is going to work? Because I fucking said so. And I say it that way because that's exactly how it lives in my head. Because I fucking said so. Because over my dead body, is it not going my way? Now more than ever. Not optional. Not optional. It's not an option. Boats are burned. There's only one way forward. And it's having that no second option, no back door, no plan B. Right. I saw a funny entrepreneur thing that said, you know, my plan B is my plan A works. Yeah. That's how it has to be. There is no talk of quitting. There is no talk of failure. That is that conversation is off the table. Not going to entertain it with any of my clients. So you're just seeing that. I mean, that's just, how do you teach somebody that that doesn't have that mentality? Yeah. So, right. So that's, so now we know where we need to be, right? Like that's the ideal mindset to get to, to arrive to. Now, trust me, I have my days where I'm curled up in a ball crying and want to throw a stapler across my room. Definitely had that in the last couple of weeks. It's happened. It's part of building a business and being an entrepreneur. I have my moments like anyone else, but my coach puts me in check. That's why I have a coach. So the structure behind the mindset lies, I think, in the morning routine. There's lots of structures we can talk about, but I think one of the biggest ones that contribute to the mindset is the morning routine. I believe there's all kinds of coaching out there around this. Some people say like, you know, your hour of power or, you know, this or this. I'm very pragmatic and very realistic. I want my clients to have sustainability. So yes, do I wish I was wired as a human to spend one hour every single morning focusing on the things in my life? Sure. But I'm also realistic. There's no way in hell I'm going to sit down for an hour every day reliably do this. There's just no integrity in me telling you I'm going to do that. So I'm not going to promise that. I know that realistically as a human being, I can commit to 30 minutes or less. I know I can commit to 30 minutes. That's realistic for me and how I'm wired as a human. I would rather my clients do five minutes every day than do an hour every once in a while. Consistency, consistency, consistency. That's what matters. Don't set yourself up to fail. I'm not going for perfect. Maybe an hour is perfect. Maybe I'm wrong. But I'm not Maybe interested. Some people in need more. Yeah, some people may need more. And if they can work it in their life to do that, awesome for them. But yeah. I'm looking for what's sustainable for the bulk of my, my clients. And 30 minutes or less is, is very doable. So you want a routine. And here, I'll give you my routine. I have a, actually have a podcast episode on this. We, we did. So I read my goals. I visualize. When I say goals, I read my business goals, my personal goals. I then visualize, then meditate, then look at my business budget, my personal budget. I look over my retirement plan. I have a vision board in there, so I look at my vision board. And then I look at something called my frailties. My frailties is kind of like my, my crap, my stuff, right? It's a list of all my belief systems that I'm working on, like my negative belief systems, my bad habits, all that stuff. I have like a master list of all my, my stuff. So I can see like, where is it rearing its ugly head? Where is it showing up in my life? So I can always keep it managed. So that's what I spend my time doing. It usually takes me meh, 20, maybe 25 minutes. And I sit my coffee in there, my morning coffee. 
So it's my enjoyable time, sipping my coffee, a little meditation, a little reading, a little journaling, some gratitude work. We're off to the races. You do that every single day. It really helps. Is that seven days a week? Yeah. So you want to start your day? Yeah, start your day. Weekends, I'm way faster. Way faster on the weekends. On the weekends, I'm more like visualize, meditate, breathe a little bit, and leave. So I don't need to focus on my business. It's my weekend. Mm-hmm. It's not appropriate. Like I'm, I'm off the clock, right? So, so what are you thinking yeah. as you're looking at that every morning? I mean, most of it is what's going through your mind. Are you thinking, oh, wow, I'm really um, you know, not doing as well in these areas or I need to step up my game in this area? I mean, what kind of process is going on? Sure. Yeah, sometimes it's looking at the, the difference between I'm here and I want to be here. So that's, that's some of it. Sometimes it's looking at the win, like, oh my gosh, look how good I'm doing in this area. And I'm, I'm celebrating the win of where I'm succeeding and where I'm actually moving well. I'm like, oh, it's awesome. I'm on pace. This is great. Um, sometimes it's just getting to why am I doing this? And I'd say that's probably about half of the time. I'm just trying to connect to why. What did I say I'm up to doing? Like, I'm trying to be financially free by 45 years old. I want to be financially free and retired by 45. I'm almost 42, so I got three years to hit the goal. So a lot of my, a lot of my time in there is spent connecting to, okay, I said this is going to happen. So by golly, I got to figure out how this is going to happen. So what am I going to move forward? How is my businesses doing? How are my other companies doing? How is my real estate doing? Is everything moving toward that centralized goal? So some of it's just that time to focus on your big why. Because most of us get really granular throughout the day, don't we? We're dealing with yeah. the client or the, you know, I've got to go take the kids to soccer practice or I've got that trip coming up. We're very granular. We're not staying connected to what is motivating us to get through all this. Mm-hmm. Because right yes, now, certainly. all of us, me included, are feeling it right now, aren't we? We are. Yes. And the only thing that's keeping me quite sane and focused is my why. I have a goal. I have a certain life that I'm committed to having. And though life gave me an obstacle, like other obstacles, I'll go over, around, or through it. Because that is who I am as an entrepreneur. Quitting's not an option. It may end up differently than I want, but I'm still going to figure this the fuck out. Mm-hmm. And yeah. That's the mindset that I'm always cultivating. Listen, I'm not perfect. Plenty of conversations with me in the last two weeks where I was not this way. Yeah. That's why I have structures around me to help move me from fear or concern or confusion to focus. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's, um, you, you said it, it, whatever obstacle is all, it always will be something in your life that is an obstacle. So you're you know, having good systems in place. Um, I'm celebrating my 31st year as an entrepreneur uh, this year. I started right. my own business in 1989. So, um, and I've been through this a couple times. So, um, one, I was uh, doing a, a, a speaking event, and we, when we were going through the 2008 crisis, and um, you know, I said, you know, one way to kind of talk about this is to take a look back at what's happened in the in, in history. And I went back into the 1800s and they used to call them panics. 
and then there were depressions and then mm-hmm. recessions and and it happens in about every 10 years mm-hmm. you know almost every decade there is something that causes us to take a step back and realize you know we're not is is almighty as we think that we are i mean right. we still have things that are out of our control yeah. that we must deal with that will set us you know back into that perspective it's how we really think and having that mindset that you're talking about is really what keeps us moving forward and giving us hope and mm-hmm. really um helping us to survive. I mean, whether you're an employee and you've been laid off or you've lost your job or whether you're an entrepreneur that has, hasn't been that many years ago, maybe you've had some success, but in the early days you put your paycheck in a drawer and paid everybody else around you going, Oh my gosh, am I going to be here comes payroll again next week or in two weeks. So, you know, I think you're right. Having that mindset is, um, is most of it. You know, it really finally, is. Finally, let's yeah, let's talk about um, Aaron. Let's talk about. I know you're a planning guy, and, and and it's interesting to know that I didn't know you had a coach. And you know, I, I know that I've um, spoken with you a couple times, and you know, I don't have a coach. And you know, uh, and I would be lying or kidding myself. You know, even after 31 years of business, if I were to say that I think I'm doing the best that I possibly can, mm-hmm. because I don't believe that. And you know, you, you talk about planning being important. And one of the things yeah. that I say in our sales meetings is I say, guys, you know what? If you're going away to Disney or you're going to France or you're going away on vacation, you can pretty much guarantee that you're going to plan that trip. Yeah. You're going to plan. You're going to make sure that your suitcase, that your bag is packed with everything that you need. Um, and, and, and you're going to spend hours figuring it out. I mean, you're going to lay it yeah. all out on your bed. Right. You know, you're going to go through it in your mind. You're going to write notes and write lists. and But yet the, the whole, you know, our business or our financial life, we don't plan like that. We take we a don't. trip that we go away for a week and we plan like it's the biggest thing ever, but right. yet we don't plan for our careers. Can you just talk a little bit about when you take people, and by the way, we will publish, Aaron has... Um, I think four companies mm-hmm. and we, we will publish links in the show notes and, and ways to get a hold of Aaron. And uh, I would encourage, you know, our audience to do so. Um, I mean, he's gracious enough to you know, come on and, and, and give these um, great uh, tips and advice uh, to us to get us through this time. But let's talk about what we hate to do the most. Mm-hmm. And that's the plan. How it do you is. start people off? Yeah. So it's, this is an interesting conversation. So the, the segue into this for me is just recently we, we put something public. So I've spent years teaching people how to plan out a business to do their planning and to build all of the key infrastructure, the systems and structures that make up your business plan. And just in the last couple of months, one of my, one of my huge real estate companies asked me if I would put this together more formally. So I went to town for months and I built the first real estate business plan and it is comprehensive. It's like 50 pages long. It's not some little three pager. I mean, it's a business plan and it's a business performance business plan that has all of the systems and structures and processes that a real estate agent would need to grow and scale a company. 
and it walks you through step by step by step, putting together every single question, filling out every single system. So it's complete. It's a complete checklist that builds it for you. And the reason, so to answer your question, the reason we did this is for some reason, business plans and planning is just not something that's prevalent in the real estate industry. And, you know, even my, my huge companies, they don't have this stuff. Most entrepreneurs are like us. We're scrappy entrepreneurs and we're just used to getting after it every day and giving it the, the good fight. But not having a plan diminishes your performance greatly. When you actually have a plan and you know exactly what you have to produce, you know exactly how you're going to produce it, and then you start tracking your production, that changes your performance greatly. So that's one of those things where you just have to make the time, put it yeah. in a calendar, and get yourself a business plan. And it's not too late, whether you've been in business for no. 30 years or five years, no matter you, what, you're just starting out. I mean, You should do one every year, every year. Dive in. Yeah, yeah. So every year in, to be specific, in this industry, in the real estate industry, your annual planning starts October 1st. Mm -hmm. You want your planning done by the end of October. Ideally, worst case, drop dead date is mid-November because if you get a lead November 1st, by the time you convert that lead, close that lead and get paid, it's now January, right? Yeah, absolutely. So your year starts November 1st. I so, just watched your YouTube yesterday with you saying that. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so it's weird, right? Because a lot of entrepreneurs that are in the space, they start annual planning like January and they're already two months in. So by the time they finish their planning, it's the end of January. Now they're three months in, right? 25% of the year is out the window. Yeah. So, so what do you tell the people now that it's March and they're watching this? Who cares? Video? Have a plan. Have a plan. Have a plan. Have a plan. So go Doesn't ahead and matter. dive in and do it right now. Planning's planning. I mean, While yeah. we're home. Totally. Yeah. And there's also something called mid-year planning. All of my clients in, depending on your industry, of course, mid-year, we do mid-year planning where we look at the plan. How are we doing? We redirect, of course, correct, change the numbers, change the marketing a little bit. And we, we make all our micro adjustments. So planning is planning is planning. Whether it's annual planning, mid-year planning, have a freaking plan. Now, again, a lot of you listening, you don't have systems. You're like, oh, well, planning sounds great, Aaron, but what do I do? Like what steps, what, what systems do I need? My business plan has all that. The lead tracking forms, pipeline reports, um, sales goal breakdown documents, um, lead source breakdowns, job description, budgets, all of these things are in the business plan. So whether you find them online, find them from a friend, get them from me, those are some of the systems that make up a real functioning business plan. Aaron, how do they get it from you? How, how would somebody uh, get to my website? Um, uh, Buildify Systems is the, the website. So, so we'll put the link in. Yeah, okay. yeah. Just, just go to Buildify Systems. Is that something Systems. they can download? Can yeah, they it's download downloaded. it from there? Oh, yeah, wow. when you download is it. it free? No, it's not free. Um, okay, yeah, so what it, it's not. What's, it. the, what's the cost on that? Just so everybody uh, it's Let me think. It's 425 Okay. Actually, I think. 25 bucks. Yep, 425 bucks. It's something that you can use year over year over year okay. over year. Great. So once you have it, you'll use it for the rest of your career. Sure. Absolutely. Very inexpensive. We try to make it as inexpensive as possible. It comes with all the systems. So you're getting lead tracking forms. You're you get a lot of years of experience. Yeah. So you went into this thing. 
it has all of this information. So it trains you on all the pieces. It's not just a checklist. It educates and trains you on what every system is, how it's supposed to look. You have examples. And all of my big clients use this. Every single one of my top performing real estate clients, every one of my clients has to use this when they coach with me. Excellent. So we know it works. It's been proven for a long time. We just like literally about 60 days ago made this live to people. So we've never actually, this is the first time we're actually kind of announcing it publicly, but nice. Yeah. We get to hear it here first. Yeah. That's what we like to do here at Saks Realty, man. We want to be the, we want to be the one that brings it to you first. So that's awesome. Melissa, you, you help, uh, you know, obviously in the day-to-day operations of Saks Realty and you deal with the agents and, uh, you know, firsthand, um, any questions for, for Aaron that you can think of that, uh, unfortunately our agents, we can't be all sitting in a room together taking advantage of this, uh, man's wisdom, uh, through the years of coaching and, and, uh, helping, uh, some of the most successful, uh, entrepreneurs, uh, get through their day-to-day, uh, career. So, uh, that's, Let's maximize this opportunity. What do you, what do you got? <laughs> Fire away. Fire away. Yeah. So it's not so much questions, but I think what you said was really, really good about, you know, setting a realistic timeline. I think sometimes people get over ambitious and I know that the agents are going to set like for their time block an hour, two hours. And I like what you said about 30 minutes. I think that you retain more and you can stay on task and stay focused. I know me personally, I will use that for myself. I think um, when people hear this, they're going to be like, you know what, I could do that. That's something that I can do and it's achievable. I also like what you said about the single subject email as well. Um, I think sometimes we're trying to get too much information out there and, um, you know, and you're being able to touch people, whether it be through the notes, Mm -hmm. through the phone call. I just think that it just reinforces what I think we all know this, like, half the time I'm listening to you and I'm like, I already know this. We do. It's, it's intuitive, yeah. isn't it? It's, it's really good. But then you say it and then I'm like, okay, let's just put it into writing and yes. then really implement it and then keep on going back. We use, um, Todd and I use Basecamp, which is a project. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Very familiar. And it really, and sometimes like I'll drop back in, let's go over it again because it's all in my head, but mm-hmm. it's not right in front of me. Yeah. Um, so I think what so much of what you're saying, I know inside, and I think a lot of people do too. It's just let's just get it to work. Yeah. So, so, so let me let me let me capitalize on that. So that was brilliantly yeah. said, really brilliantly said. So if you take, let's say the the marketing plan, right, the handwritten notes, the single subject emails, the newsletters, the videos, the phone calls, the text messages, right? Let's say we take all of that stuff that we know, right, intuitively we're supposed to be doing, right? I haven't uh-huh. seen anything or not much as rocket science, have I? It's no. very palatable stuff. Yeah. There's just not structure. Yeah. Right? Where yeah. most of us operate from up here, thinking that this thing's going to remember. Uh-uh. And let's just be honest, we're emotional creatures. We do what we feel like doing of versus course. what we know to do. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. We, we want to do all the things we want to do, and we don't want to do any things that we don't want to do. Exactly. <laughs> yes. So this is where the structure is absolutely paramount for our performance. So if you're, if you're interested in performance as a business owner, you have to be interested in structure. So to her point, calendar. I would take all of the marketing that you know you're supposed to be doing and put it in the calendar and reoccur it. 
So if I was looking at a real estate agent's calendar right now, I should see several times reoccurred throughout the week for phone calls, right? You guys have a very phone heavy industry, calling your clients, your A's, your B's, your business alliances, other realtors, that will never change ever. So that should just be barricaded in the calendar so you have standing time blocks and that is just a rhythm that you become used to. Newsletters, we have to send them probably once a month. Great, let's barricade a day in time. We need a one time block where we create the newsletter, another time block where we actually send it. Mm -hmm. Videos, we need one time block where we create the video, one time block where we send the video. Handwritten notes, probably once a quarter, is what I coach my clients to do. So great, take your time. A's are January, have a big time block. B's are February, big time block. Business alliances are March, big time block. Rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat, rinse, repeat. There's the year. So this stuff is not rocket science. It's discipline is the breakdown. Yeah. Absolutely. That's why coaches exist. That's why personal trainers exist. We all know how to lose weight. We eat right. We exercise. And guess who had a pizza last night? Yep, that's me. I had one for lunch. Woo! Right? But this is, this is why. Working from home, you know, man. Oh. Tell you, working, working from home. I mean, the pantry is so close you know, to my office here. You know, I just got to walk out and rummage through something and eat. We're all going to need new suits in a month. It's going to be horrible. <laughs> I can't do that, man. I just lost 30 pounds. I don't want to gain back. Yeah. Well, Aaron, I tell you what, man, I thank you so much. I mean, it's, you know, it really is a pleasure. Uh, we have to stay in, uh, in more touch with each other than uh, Absolutely. every six months. So I, I think uh, we do another one of these on marketing. We should do one of these, just a whole marketing podcast because there's so to. much we could talk about. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Would absolutely love to do that. And uh, so, anyway, well, thank you everyone for watching. Uh, hopefully, uh, you, you got some great takeaways from this. Um, reach out to Aaron. Uh, we'll, again, his contact information is below. And whatever platform that you're watching this on, he has a YouTube channel. Certainly subscribe to him and do the same to us. And make sure that you hit those little bells so that you get our alerts when we post. And, uh, or follow us on whatever your favorite social media channel is. And uh, take care, guys. Thank right, you. So bye, everybody. Thank you. Sachs Realty, Maryland Broker, number 607720, office number 443-318-4514, equal housing opportunity.